What's up, people? I'm Kat. And I'm Russell. This is Critical Whimsy. Russell, how are you doing? Yeah, no, doing well, doing well. Been a decent week for me. How about for you? So I got my second vax, mm-hmm. as did you. As I did, you yes. Boy. Wasn't sure if we were going to mention that well, or I, we, not. I, I mentioned it just like a wild card that I am. And it was... Uh, I mean, I'm on day two from it, and I'm okay, I'm alive, and I'm so happy it's over, honestly. Mm. That was my big kind of milestone for the week. Maybe I live a basic bitch life, but for me it was like, okay, that's done. Now, I mean, I think this changes the, the rules, right? Not yet for us in terms of the lockdown, but... Uh... But I mean, like mentally, I mean, what does it mean now less. we have it? But the lockdown rules stay the same. Okay, they've changed mildly, but no one mm. actually cares about lockdown. As long as we can, I mean, if you gave South Africans 20 minutes on a Monday morning at 3 a.m. to buy alcohol, we'd all just manage to do that. Like, it doesn't matter if you give us Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday or public holidays. We, we we'll fit in with it, marks, yes. marks a plan, like in this country. And, you know, that's not the issue. So I don't know because it's like now you're vaccinated and I know I can get a free coffee at Wimpy, which we mm. should do. Yeah, my friend told me that he's really aware of all the like things. Like he's such a dork, but he'll go to a, a, a club for a free entrance like at 10 o'clock at night with a bunch of like vaccinated 20 year olds just to prove that he didn't have to pay that one time. Nice. I can't mention a club name because I don't know any if any exists. That's why I'm being obscure. I had a bit of a weird situation with an online dating guy oh, yeah. um, thing this week. Yeah, this guy. Oh, we had like textual chemistry, but he kind of was a, you know, he was like, what are you here on here for? And I was like, okay, cool. I'm here for, you know, true love's kiss, obviously. And he, he you know, responded and I said, what about you? And he kind of was like, his response was, we should meet for brunch or supper or breakfast. Women like that. I was just, that wasn't the question. Like, low Yeah, I was just not answering it at all. Imagine if I said to you, hey, hey, Russell, you know, what is it you want from a podcast? And you were like, you know, authenticity, diligence. I mean, I should ask you, like, let you answer this one, but I'm just doing an argument. Here. And then you said, what do you want, Kat? And I was like, don't you really want to eat ribs sometime? And it would be so disconcerting. It's not a, it's not a consistent narrative. Yeah, it's a complete non sequitur. Yeah. So this bro basically keeps on going on and on and saying, and eventually getting to the point where I'm saying, I'm about to delete you. You know, like I don't even know why I'm still trying, but I'm super bored at work. So I'll endure you for that if only that reason and eventually he confesses fwb which because i'm old i had to look up and i haven't been on tinder for a while so i've forgotten that that was a consistent state of being for 30 something people i don't think not knowing that is an age thing i mean i know that without needing to look it up and i'm older than you i'm decrepit is it a slutty thing then no i wouldn't say that it's (laughs) slutty what is it uh (laughs) It's a legitimate kind of guy. No, it's a legitimate thing to be looking for. Not necessarily slutty or bad. It's just not necessarily what everyone is looking for. I just feel so confused when people who have never been married and have no apparent baggage say that. I'm. I just kind of hesitate on them and say, "How can you not want something real? You've only had the bullshit that the singles have had." For all these years, you're saying, you know, I don't know how old he was, like 39 No, but friends with benefits implies just casual sex. It doesn't have to be this huge, carrying a huge amount behind it and this big, but deep But that's what I'm saying. Why do you thing? want something so empty? Because friends with benefits you can find at a bar every weekend. Lockdown, you can do that until 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at mm. night. I don't know. Not every guy's necessarily capable of that. So a kind of Some a guys have uh, no game, as they called it. <laughs> Russell raised his hands up and was like, don't know those guys. Air quotes. Air quotes. Uh, so I kind of responded really nicely, I thought, because I actually sent mm. uh, Russell a 
screenshot and I responded by saying okay cool I, I don't think we're looking for the same thing it wasn't even that it was just his bullshit bullshit wank changing the topic trying to gaslight me into ask him out on a date or whatever lame ninja no game tactic he was playing yeah he was just trying to hook you into saying yes to that and I just said listen I think we're looking for different things because basically it wasn't even about the the, the FWB it was about the lack of authenticity hmm. and also you know there's so many ways to respond to that say FWB but I also really need a friend or FWB but you know I'm a lonely person and I want someone to talk to you, you don't have to say you know friends with benefit and that was his full stop yeah so but also he's never met you I mean this yeah. was like the first conversation you two are having and he's going friends with benefits now at that point it's not friends it's just uh, he's out looking for a hookup basically so this is really interesting is because people say friends with benefit and when you're friends and you decide that you really are friends with benefits but when you're actually a complete stranger nana that you've never met and you say that you are not looking for friendship you're looking for a free hooker you know yeah you're looking for a hook up hooker and it's it's just bad manners that the person has said they're not looking for that. I, I think that's. I think that if that is your secret plan, and you actually, and you can see that they don't, they're not going to be a friends with benefits. Then you need to kind of try some other game tactic. But this guy responds to my answer, which was very polite, by going, "You killed this with your judgment. How do you live with people being so meaningless and so so?" something or other I can't remember what he said but he kind of tried to turn it around and make it somehow I'd killed puppies and <laughs> I lived with that just fine as opposed to answering his thing and saying I don't think we're compatible well you know when the dissembling didn't work and then he had to be direct and that didn't work then he tried to bully you into it yeah I, I, I mean you know Russ messaged me a little later on and said did you reply and I replied no but I did have some kick-ass responses I could have given but it was so you would be a terrible mistake in my life to even encourage slightly that I shut it down immediately and the thing is that he's such an idiot he doesn't realize that to, to quote the great Billy of Stranger Things there's so many bitches in the sea and tomorrow I have a date with a new guy you know it's it's not like if you have if you have met the person the stakes change but if you haven't and you're going to behave your worst self already then you've lost the plot and you've lost the game that is online dating and i think a lot of people forget that they don't realize to keep the cr crazy lockdown at least until day two because then you've won if you can get to two dates then you've won that's my angle but i mean thinking about that and like how I seriously dodged a bullet uh, and transitioning really smoothly into this without mentioning a topic once. Russell, I mean, have you had any experiences like where you haven't dodged the bullet or where you have dodged the bullet? Because I think that as we get older and okay, and first of all, I want you to agree or disagree with us. I think the stakes for sex get higher or maybe harder. It's just not maybe it's just not as fun as it used to be or maybe it's just more of a chore <laughs> i don't know but it, it starts to need more meaning as you get older i don't know agree or disagree i think to no. a point yeah <laughs> no no i'm actually somewhat agreeing with you i think to a point it does start uh, needing a little bit more meaning in terms of mistakes yeah i've made plenty like well, we'll start, I, I guess, with one of the most recent ones and uh, the whole Devil's Dorp thing. Yes, which, yes, 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 he brought it up. Which is a term we keep mentioning and I don't think we've explained it yet, have we? No time, no time. No time, no time. We're okay. so busy, busy, busy. So, yes, tell us about what a Devil's Dorp is. <laughs> a okay, so... Um, or fucking Devil's Dorp is, <laughs> maybe, to be most... Lovely I was life. in um, what would politely be called a psychiatric institution, or more accurately, a <laughs> mental it. hospital. Lovely. 
the place where all fucking dreams come true and romances mm. are meant to begin. Anyway. High five. <laughs> all right. So anyway, one of the fellow residents had this developed this huge phenomenal crush on me like what is this totally look like? and utterly fixate what does this crush look like in, uh, in like a mental institution so no chocolates no flowers it's COVID yeah uh, no chocolates no flowers and uh, no real visitors while we're in there but it's just uh, no no you mustn't talk to that person you must talk to me come hang with me spend your time with me Did it was she actually a very said like that uh, no, she acted like that. Okay, so kind of, how do you in a mental hospital keep someone from hanging out with someone else without using wor- your words, which I think you should be learning in therapy hmm. week one of mental it's, hospitals? It's quite tricky. Look, eventually she did have a conversation with me. Yeah. Uh, where she was like, I'd really like to date you. And I'm just like, oh, okay. um, you're I'm not married. really my cup of okay, tea. Okay, I'm married. He should have been the first line <laughs> because he was at the time but you were like you're not yeah it was already pretty rocky at that point that didn't occur to me as a straight um, <laughs> thing sorry because that's a quite a legitimate get out of uh, fuck god yes it is um, <laughs> I was like, also lightly crushing on someone else but we were both kind of crushing on each other oh at the time god. So you basically have this person say to you, I love you, I'd like to date you, even though you have a wife. Mm. And you say, sorry, no, you're not my type. <laughs> not I wouldn't cheat. Not that you're even a cheater, but you were like, no, you're not my type. Okay, so what did she say? She kind of just took it and was like, oh, well, thank you for being honest and that. But, you know, nothing ever really changed with that. She, just... she was a fighter. Mm. Not fighting the right things. Very determined. Very determined with love. With rejected love, with bad love. I heard someone once say that would be a good podcast episode, except we can't do it itself. It's actually our um, Voldemort topic, but that's another story for another time, children. Okay, so then yes, what happens? the topic that shall not be named. Because we can't do it. Every time we no, do it, something bad it, happens. It's never worked out for us. And We've it's the best topic. Times. Yeah, yeah, guys. Okay, now you know it was supposed to be like this next week after the song and the ad. But now, now they know. Okay, hmm. cool. <laughs> You're like, fuck this. This is a podcast. You can listen. You There's no coyness here. All right, because now you're going to tell us part two of Devil's Dorp. We got out. Things seemed to settle down a little bit. She was starting to accept that it would just be a friend's thing. Because you were married. Yep. Once was... upon a time, Russ was super married. Mm-hmm. Over a little bit of time, not too much. That changed. Yes. Actually, quite briefly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, as I said, it was already, like, hugely on the rocks at that point in time. No one thought I was happy in the marriage. Everyone could see it was going to end soon. Kind of everyone but me. Yeah. <laughs> Even so though I was kind of laughing. acting like it, I just didn't uh, see it. You like would say it, but you wouldn't hear your own thing. Okay, mm. cool. This isn't a. This isn't a like how dope we episode. This is a, this is a yeah, so I was fooling myself. We'll take that as red and <laughs> we'll move on. How dope you were devil's dorp. Okay, no. But um, we hung out a little bit. It was all quite chilled, calm, casual, Did very friendly. you No. No, like for a week or something. No. She had sleepovers, though? Before I even met uh, her? Yeah, just like for a night there in the spare bedroom and that. Mm. When, like, what, she'd be fighting with her folks or something? No, she'd just want to hang out and we'd get together and we'd smoke weed, drink a little bit, and like, okay, good night, I'm off to bed. I heard and I she'd triggered go into by her people room. who smoke weed, but that's another story. <laughs> then what happens is you guys just talk and I meet her. Yes. Yes, you do. And she's on a podcast episode that unfortunately got stolen from us, where she was just a sidekick, but it was a cool a baby presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she managed to cry, which no one else has ever done on the podcast, not even like Russell or me. We're very good hosts. We don't force anyone to tears, usually. No, she just was crying at the beginning. She was just like, I just want to cry mm. on a, your podcast and make it super fucking 
<laughs> it was a good episode. Anyway, so while phones get stolen, you guys know the story. It's like six months down the line. And she then friends me. Yeah. And she's like really nice to me and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh, Russ, she's so damaged. Look at the beautiful damaged bird. Russ, look, look, look at you, you little pigeon, you. <laughs> your, your scruffy little feather. You can't fly either yet. Oh, look, at I fucking matchmaked a little bit. I did. I was like, oh, she's not that crazy. She's misunderstood. I do remember that part. Yes, yes, you, you certainly tried that and it didn't have a huge amount of impact. Russell was like, fuck that. But then he was like, fuck that. <laughs> One yeah. night, Russell just has like a brain fart and decides. No, no, no. Well, okay, you we got explain out. it to them. We, we got robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. Uh, oh, went it was home. the same night. Yes, it was. Oh. Went home, got horrendously pissed as a result of that. Yeah, but that, you were planning it before. You were planning it before. Yes, yes, a little bit. Like you had decided. Mm. So what made you change your mind on Devil's Door? Ultimately, I think it was the alcohol that gave me the Dutch courage to go with it. I'd been considering it. I was a little bit horny, a little bit lonely. Yeah, 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 yeah guys. Yeah. I mean, we have to support Russ here. I mean, like, fuck, if the apple keeps falling off the tree and landing in our mouth and we're a fucking cooking pig, we take a bite. It's mm-hmm. only right. It's like, uh, you know, like bosoms galore getting thrown at you and you're like, oh, shit. I'm suffering. I'm going through the worst divorce, hopefully, of my life. And you're so available, girl. Wrestler, just to point out something, was very honorable in the whole transaction because he treated, treated it like a transaction. Even in the drunken PTSD trauma of PTSD of A, being robbed, B, it was Easter, C, um, he was going through the final stages of his divorce and he did actually state the stakes to the lady. Mm. Yeah, you did. That it was just casual, it was just like a friends with benefits type thing. All of that. <laughs> I hate using that term now. I know, I because it's such an arsehole. It's an arsehole term, mm. man. Fuck money. Jesus, even yeah. at least it's honest. Like, that was really what she was willing to do. Yeah. So then what happened? But yeah, it was meant to just be the casual sex, and that was floated, and she agreed. And yeah. um, things started and happening. I just want to say one thing in your defense. She'd banged a guy before in that very week. Yes. She was double dipping. Like, I was just like, more respect to you. You have, because I made a joke to Russ because she was very proud of this and she was very open about this. So there's no slut shaming guys on CW because, you know, that would be hypocritical of us. But she was, I made a joke to Russ and I said to him, you know, that girl that like you keep on rejecting, she does get more sex than both of us put together. Mm. We we spend a lot of time. That was probably a little bit of an influencing factor. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, haha, we're like the cool kids. She's the dork, but like, she like she's got mad skills, and we don't have any skills. We 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 have witty repartee in clubs and then leave, <laughs> semi sober. And then discuss it for five days like schoolgirls. But this chick goes and messages a guy, finds him on Facebook three days later, let's go. And then they never speak to each other again. Or well, she tries to. That mm. was the, the, the part we ignored. Continue your story. Yeah. Our story, love. Your, your, your one night stand with Devil's Dog is our story. So anyway, yeah, so um, things start happening in that. And partway through and my god I've got like no response from her she's lying so there it's like having like... sex with a sex doll it was you know no interaction no movement do you think she had all. PTSD from like us being robbed that night that's possible Usually that encourages the activity. She really liked you though she really liked you mm. I was surprised to hear about that the first time I heard about that because I was like you know what girl if you're gonna be his he's gonna like lay down these like rules to you you need to be filthy you need to be like have i'm sorry if this is really crude guys please don't listen if you date me or you're married to me (laughs) or you're my parent or you you're related don't listen to this part but seriously if you're in love with a man and he's like i'll give you one night 
you need to have your hair drenched in his cum and you need to be like fucking thrusting and screaming and perching and parting and doing the most mad shit because the one thing we can count on is that a guy's gonna be like oh that guy, was fun yeah, let's like, do it again yes that's it what you want is the let's do it again and then you want to spend the whole night tormenting him and keep on whispering in his face only one more only one more time even though you said it was one night stand but it's the night is long and like just fuck with his brain and his chemicals and just keep on and like just keep on giving him the biggest maddest blowjobs of all time like you're like no i just love this you know saying mad lies like that and like just be like oh amos no that's just like a second date thing for me and threesomes no that's fourth date like just like being mad Mm. like and just like basically making him fall in love with you (laughs) so anyway and it doesn't matter what you look like i just want to sorry interrupt it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter how you speak it doesn't matter what how much money you have if you can just do basic sex bitch stuff like i mean guys you've watched porns that your boyfriend like you caught your boyfriend watching you know what to do you just basically you, you've got an end game he does it he does but it's so hard to make a man not like sex hmm. yeah so, it really is yeah. she managed it though she really did this and like partway through it's like no this is actually no fuck this this isn't actually fun or anything and little voice in the head going probably a mistake because this is just going to encourage her despite the conversation and what do you know it did because it was basically like she got super intense and weird and sad when you can say with her which Mm. is like the biggest bummer of all time yes and like no matter how much you want to have sex with someone if they like do the whole i'm sad and do corpse pose and sex most guys will eventually yeah get tired and give up and be like this is terrible Mm. and you did i did yes probably sooner than most Mm. and then and then what was the second part the second part to what oh after the uncomfortable sex what did you guys say to each other like the pillow talk yeah well a little bit of apologizing for my point and (laughs) um, i basically blamed it on the divorce i'm just not ready yet did you not get an uppy no, I did. Oh, so you could actually. So it wasn't you. Yes, no, no, no. We, we were partway through, like, the full and final act. But she was so fucking miserable, you felt rapey. So and yeah. you're a woke motherfucker. So you were like, I can't. Basically, yes. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I think we all get this horrible situation. Mm, this I think chick, we painted it quite yeah, well. Yeah, this chick basically harasses you to have sex with her for months and months. She's not, like authentic enough to kind of say I want to be your girlfriend or I want something real she just thinks that being real for those 30 seconds that guys give or however much I don't know how long you guys have sex for um, just a number I pulled out from the sky and she was like cool and then like when actually happens after all this mad sex talk she's like depressed when she has sex mm. it's a mind fuck no it was no, a mind fuck no, no it's a mind no. fuck I mean you saw me the next day it was like, what the hell happened we're having this quiet conversation about it while my dad's standing like two meters like, away we're eating cause... oysters <laughs> we're eating oysters we're fucking loving them we're fucking munching on prawns we're sucking the juices and we're like mm. and then your dad's got this amazing ability of pretending not to listen and we're like mm. so whatever he's like so the cold I'm like, no. Pass the um, lemon. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, no, we were loving, we were like, but we were also PTSDing that day. We were like oh, dealing totally, with our phone yeah. shit. So we had a lot on our mind. So we couldn't also like give her the glorious platform that we would so normally give to someone so mm. fucking odd. But wait, listen, we oh, we're gonna do an hour and a half fucking episode or some shit because we've got so much to talk about because wait, this isn't the end of the story. Then what happens? Well, as sort of stated, that just like reignited the whole thing with her. But she said it didn't. Remember, I do remember that she was like, cool, we're just friends. Yes, yes, but what people say doesn't always match their actions. And actions count. Mm, more than the words. Exactly. Think critically, but your whimsical shit. 
<laughs> it counts the most. The irony, I know. So yeah, that that just gave me like having to rehandle all of that again and like talk it down. And no, because she down. then like threw a fucking fit mm. in public and then like blamed. This me, was about a week you. later. Yeah, a yeah. week later. So like when she was just fine with it. And then she blacklisted all your friends. Then she phoned all of us and told us, like, she was sorry. Then you got mad. Because mm-hmm. you don't get to play, like, a divorce roulette with your friends after you've played, like, so recently. So Russ shut that down. He was like, go in peace, yo. Next thing we hear, she's moved to Derbs. Yeah. Locked us all. But then, one day... Oh, I start getting the messages from her. She, like, unlocked him. She's mm-hmm. got no self-respect. It's like, I'm so sorry. Please be friends with me again. Please, but it was also I like, this. How dare you not be friends with me? Mm. I remember the indignity of some of them, which was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, <laughs> it's like the person who blocks you because you did something wrong. Then they, like, unlock you to tell you that you it's it's so unhealthy. It's the paradox of the blocker, right? Mm. Who unblocks. So anyway, eventually, okay, cool, relent, and we're back to the whole, like, being friends thing. Well, she's now crazy the fuck up, because she now, like, the whole time we've been, like, chatting and hanging and doing pre-production meetings, your phone is just going off. Yeah, And she's doing the whole mad, crazy... Quite possessive, yeah. Russell, I'm very sad that you left out my favorite part of the story. Which was? So about a month ago... And this is where the name comes in. Mm. She announces to him that she started, like, from Runfontaine, which, guys, you know that's where Devil's Dorp happened, for those of you who watch documentaries and also have no, read no, the news. No, no, that was Kruger's Dorp. No, no, it's the same thing. Okay. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's very near. It's very near. It's the same, like, city, I think. She, like, tells Russell she started a spiritual group. That she has now realized she's a life coach and she's going to take him under her wing mm-hmm. as the biggest mindfuck of all time. So Russ and I, it's a Wednesday night, we're drunk. We're not even together. Russell tells me. So I'm like, so initially I was joking and I was like, okay, find out what it is about. And then he was like, no, it's about being Krugerfornia and being having gratitude. I was like, that's impossible. <laughs> Anyway, so he has to do, like, all these things for her. And then I was, like, initially I was, like, ha, ha, ha. But then we watched the trailer for Devil's Dork, the documentary. Because Kat's freaking out totally at this point. Absolutely freaky. Then, like, we're both having nightmares. Russell's, like, Kat's freaking out. But Russell's even having nightmares. Because what she's doing in her Devil's Dorping is she's stealing from all the recovery manifests that she learned from fucking mental hospitals, which is so scary. Then, like, three weeks ago... Russ and I get first, have a super time. Then he goes home and he says, I need to do my devil's door homework. I'm like, what? And then he's like, no, it's good for me. I'm like, what? And then he's like, no, don't judge me. If I get too bad, you'll save me. Then it's followed by, no, that's unfair. Then it's like, maybe I shouldn't. And there's all this fucking diatribe. And I was like, you got too deep. I lost him. <laughs> like, that was my reaction. But wait, it gets better. So... Russ and I normally um, podcast on a different day of the week. He announces to me this week, ah, Devil's Dorp, which he calls her, by the way, wants to meet up for drinky poos. So can't do podcasting that day. And I was like, oh, Devil's Dorp 2.0. So now the question is, will Russell... And the question we've been wanting to ask you this week. Russell, what's our topic for this week? (laughs) Sex and do you get old enough not to make mistakes about it? Russell, do you? What are you going to do? Probably not. Really? So what leads you to I'm I'm managing now and then not to make mistakes. No, no, no. no, no, We'll find out. It's like a 50-50 whether something goes wrong or not. And um, tune in to the following week to find out whether it went right or went wrong. After the ad break. (laughs) Okay, so Russ, you're like basically like a horny motherfucker who's like, oh, well, shit. I am. It was so bad. Let me see if it's so bad the second time. Would you have a conversation with her about it, though? Because, like, if I had bad sex with someone, I'd, like, actually be open. Like, just on a serious note, I'd actually have a conversation and be like, why did you corpse bride me, motherfucker? And then it would be like, 
oh, okay, cool. So the, what do you like? I, I'd want to have that. Yes, if I started making that mistake again, then I think I would have that conversation Let's about it and try to make it less of a, a mistake. A percentage, how much are you on one side to other sides? Look, a lot of this will depend how drunk I get, but I'm not all that keen on it. But it's also like sex. I've got a bit of horniness, so yeah, you know, it's quite possible. So I was very surprised a few months ago when Russ was going to do like mad threesomes with mad people. And he was very confident about this. And then all of a sudden, they don't crack invites to his 40th. And he says, no, we need to podcast rather. <laughs> we need to go back to podcasting. I'm done with threesomes life. And I'm like, what happened? And then Which is not entirely true. I'm still open okay. to threesomes, just not with them. So what happened there? Because you're willing to devil's dorp again with a cult leader. Possibly, yeah. You are. Like we both are like, ha ha, and then it happens. And then we, you, your papa best be taking me out for my oysters and little special girl meal on Sunday morning for afternoon brunchies, as my stalker said. <laughs> like <laughs> brunch, dinner, lunch, breakfast, <laughs> to discuss this part two of this disaster area. What happened with the other one that you didn't play it up? Because Devil's Dorp is a horrendous story, mm. but like very exciting. Okay, so what happened with the second story that like because Russell's had some very one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were at a sort of they were running or they were running the stall at a flea market, and I'd gone there, and you know we were laying the groundwork and discussing certain things and all of that as one does, you know, for these things. Yes, laying with the floor. Yeah, in the groundwork, yeah. On the yeah. floor, having sex on the floor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cara. And Russ, this was a 2.0 for you. You'd actually Oh, yeah, love... I've had them before with uh, yeah. the girl. Yeah, um, yeah. Usually various other guys or mm-hmm. girls involved. But your, the way that they treated uh, the waiter that time, that just put me, like, right off. They were so horrendously nasty and bitchy to him when that it was just like a... With the... The flea market was basically something that the restaurant had organized in their outside area. So, you know, the waiter was there and he was trying to serve mm-hmm. tables inside. He was trying to serve them out and keep everyone happy. And because he was a couple of minutes delayed bringing them beers, it like no tip and they were shouting and swearing at the guy. And I mean, it was absolutely horrendous. And that just kind of killed it. Really? Yeah. More than Devil's Door? Yeah. I'm weird like that. Very fickle. That's like, it's not very fickle. It's very complicated. I don't say it fickle. It's like a crazy moralistic but very remarkable thing to be like, I won't have sex. Like, listen, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't have sex with someone who was shitty to waiters either. I'd be mm. like, you're a psychopath. I'd be scared of my like private parts being respected by you. You have no respect for people. It's the old adagio. Cat, cat says drunkenly uh, of you know you, 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 you base people on how, how they treat people that they consider lower than them unfortunately people think weight is lower than them there are future presidents and engineers most of the time but you know fuck you <laughs> at the time I mean obviously you are a sensitive and insightful person so you were like cool that's not cool but so much so that you wouldn't have weird mean people sex with them I also didn't like the guy that much. He wasn't actually all that hot. So, you know, a little bit of a combination of the things. Better the devil you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very much. Okay. But uh, enough about me. Let's go to you, I'm fine. No, 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 no. no. I've spilled the beans on a few things. It's your turn now. Let's, Let's hear one of your sex mistakes. I mean, you know, Russ, the thing is, like, I do the... Before 3 and A3, before 30 and after 30. Mm. That's how I like legitimize my horrendous mistakes. So I think one of the worst mistakes I made was like having sex with someone I worked with and like waitering. <laughs> so I was the humble motherfucker. And that's like, now I'm a podcaster. So success story, yo, to all of you who are disrespecting waiters. Uh. I was basically like in a long-term relationship. I was, my feet were so cold. They were little penguin feet. They were black and white. And there was this sexy waiter that I was like, cool, he has a motorbike, he's a waiter. He was so 
different and wild compared to my nerdy boyfriend who was like... I think you mentioned him having long hair as well, mm, you know, so ooh, just the whole package. Mm, Motorbike like and long hair. He, had wow. like, he also had like curly long hair. And we'd take these long drives to Runfontaine <laughs> on his motorbike and we would run out of petrol and go to Westrand Mall and eat at Wumpy. It was a sexy life, yo. Anyway, he was like very fun and flirty and my boyfriend, I wanted to break up with him, but I was, it was my first long-term relationship. I didn't know how to. So I was like, this is so fun. My boyfriend is so much work and I cheated on him, but I didn't like, I was like, okay, cool. This is a rebound. This is a rebound. And I was like, cool. I, I, you know, got up the next day and walked away. And then he stalked me. Apparently, Runfontaine has a thing with stalking people. Just want to point that out. If you listen from Runfontaine, um, stop stalking people. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, when someone like... Something in the water, maybe. Must must be, must be. Don't want to justify my crimes with Russell's terrible crimes, but fuck, it was madness. I mean, it was like him turning the whole staff against me and showing up in my house and like sending his friends to trick me and all this nonsense and I was by that point because it had taken me 30 seconds to get over my previous relationship I didn't get over that like one night stand because I didn't care and I'd moved on to like the person who would then become someone I'd be with for five years who I was madly in love with so I was oblivious to his pain I mean I was 21 years old so I was an asshole. I was a massive dickhead so completely and utterly like ignored this until it got so bad like that's the problem when you have psychos interested in you it gets they'll they'll keep on bleating until it gets so bad that you have to pay attention and by Mm. then it's normally the damage is done usually yeah so that was like one of my big fucking mistakes like i'll never do that again i i don't think i'll ever have a one-night stand again actually Okay. I know that's you're... that's very prescriptive. I'm not sure you should necessarily say that. You never know what will happen. Because why would I? Because my goal, like for me, sex well, why is wouldn't like you? because sex is like a it's like a gift I give to a relationship. Hmm. I know, I know. Like it's not something. It's like hard. But sometimes, work. surely, you just want a little something, something. I mean, woman can also masturbate Mm -hmm. so like i feel like so like guys who haven't met me who want to just fuck up i'm not lonely being sexy feeling sexy about stuff isn't the same as being lonely and i'm at an age now where i can be like oh i'm feeling sexy yo i'm sexual versus in my 20s i'd be like oh i'm sexual lonely sad depressed not on medication yet. That's 30-something Catherine's problem. You know, where I'm like, cool, that's the difference between a wank and a one-night stand. Yeah, but also, I mean, you've got this entire cultural phenomenon of the whole, as they're called, cougars, where that's basically built around one-night stands. So here's my other thing, is that I don't know at this point in my life if I could have a one night stand with someone because I really like to know people and the last thing I need to know about them is their willy and how good they are in sex that's like a private thing that I keep I don't think I really I want to know everything about someone I want to know their triggers I want to know what podcast episode they'll be on I want to know what they look like covered in my cum and their hair (laughs) you know I don't want I don't like how they are in bed is like interesting to me sure but like there are more important things I want to know what how they are politically I want to know if they were American how would they see themselves Let you know but one night stands on about getting to know a person it's just about scratching a certain I, itch you I'm have. an introvert and you're I saying think- you don't have that itch yeah I do I do get itchy itches I do I do have like oh I'd like to bang tonight and then I think oh wow one day my husband who's Catholic will be so respectful of the fact that I didn't like just go out and bang someone that night (laughs) you know I'm like cool I'll take care of it baby bro (laughs) like you know what I mean I've got to cover till 
the next person I take seriously. And I think that it's because I have found so many like men lacking in like deserving it. Mm. I think that also women, so there's the whole women who have sex with many men are sluts and men are conquerors. But there's another point which happens when you're older where women start to be like, dude, it's a privilege. I could watch Netflix right now. I could feed my cats. I could make a snack. I could eat chocolate. Guys are still like playing on that 20 something year old like line of let's have sex it's fun for both of us like that fucking weirdo from monday and i'm like on a whole nother level of that cuts into my facial overnight moisturizer night time routine you know you need to be worth it like other things start to become i think what happens is that other things are much more important to me it's like if a guy like messaged me now and was like bow wow 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 and he was like have a one I stand with you I'd be like no I'm podcasting hmm. but like I'm so sexy and hot and I'd be like yeah but I'm a little bit drunk right now so I'd have to get an uber also I haven't washed my hair and that that counts could you wait till tomorrow and like also tomorrow Friday is like a horror movie night and stares with the cats you know like there's just like it, it, it doesn't sound like adulting but it is adulting in a weird way it is adulting where you're like basically in a very lame way it sounds putting yourself first before like someone else's fuck also i'll never yeah, no, like but also I'll ne- I, I have, this. this can yeah. be fun for everyone involved and sometimes that is putting yourself first as a woman I do think it was because I was in a relationship, my last long-term relationship, was with someone who for the first six months of, or three months of our relationship treated it like it was a booty call and kept on trying to say, like, we're just friends with benefits. And I was like, mm. we're not. Authentically, we hang out every day. We talk nonstop on WhatsApp. We're together. We harm each other. We love each other like this is real and he was like no 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 we can't be in a relationship and i was so confused by the terminology when someone when you're with someone who breaks all through all those kind of easy terms with you and Mm. you know what bullshit they are and what is actually the truth behind it all and you've like gone to therapy about that person and they've like freaked out over you and you've gone to places back and forth which should never have been traveled by the most healthiest or unhealthiest permanent couple you start to like not take it seriously when someone who hasn't even met you asks you to do that Mm. does that make sense i don't know if that makes sense yeah, no, I get that you wouldn't necessarily give it up to some guy who's just randomly found you on Tinder and just looking it's for that and nothing I'm like else. But is that not just indicating a little bit of damage there? Mm-hmm. Hated to go there, but Ooh, I did. I went see, there. Damage. Why is damage? What's wrong with damage? That's self-preservation. It could be taken either way. It depends I'll on the attitude. I'll never be a devil's dog to another guy. Mm. I'll never be because he could you know what i mean i'll have a fucking starring role and anyone who has sex with me for the rest of my life i'm gonna fucking leave a mark and it won't be like the bite on the shoulder or the hickey that fades Mm. it will be something real i want authentic so authentic prescribes that I will be in relationships where I will fucking hurt you and I will fucking love you and I will fucking be there and I will exist and you will not have time or if you try to you can but you will not have time to bitch about me on your podcast because you'll be like getting therapy on the podcast with me you know what I mean I mm, exist so that's now. well said okay that, I, that think, I can get behind I know that sounds like intense but apparently that's what i am and i can't and i'm not going back on that like i don't i think i'm i think that you know a few months ago we did an episode about like being like sex and like you were like cool have like free sex and i was like i can't Mm. and like we had a big difference between Mm. us there yeah and i think what it comes down to is that with every aspect in my life i think with you you're able to be 
very intense about some things like you take like mental health very seriously but with sex you still see it as like a very fun thing with me because of like being a woman or growing up high did there's shame there's all these things so what happens with me is that every single aspect of my life I do take very intensely so you know what I'm like about politics you know what I'm like about relationships that's why I never want as to you've enter. often said yeah. you are the all or nothing girl yes and I really am and I think even like be it friendships or relationships I mean Russ knows and I mentioned this earlier, I've got a day tomorrow night and I was like trying to psych myself out of it because I was like, oh no. Because for me, if I were to even, most guys that I've met this year are so infatuated with Cat of Critical Whimsy and not of Catherine, the real life, mm. you know, person that they like have a huge like trouble you know separating and like getting to know me and they're like okay cool and they've got all their own shit and i've had some very bizarre dates this year i think not because of the podcast but because of like where i am and and also me, just who they were that you were dating and they're also dorky yeah but like for me and also it's covid and so i have done very few dates but i think that what happens is like for me to kind of get to serious date status there's so much so sex is like part of that so mm. i'm not the girl that like you go on a date with on tinder who's like then going on a date the next night you know what i mean i'm worried about time i value time time with my friends like if a guy phones me and i spoke about this with you early on if a guy phones me during the week who i haven't met who's like a, a online uh, social media like hookup and takes up time from talking to you on WhatsApp about our lives or critical whimsy. I have the shits to him because I'm like, no, no, you're taking my time because I'm getting older now. So sex is also time for me. That's giving someone a huge amount of intimate time with me. I become a very practical, intense motherfucker, yo. What do you say to that, Russ? Where are you at? <laughs> you're like... You asked me, and now you're like, shit. No, that's an area where we, I think, still disagree mm. and differ. Don't um, even disagree. I think we just, like, are coming from different places. You've just come out of a relationship. Mm. I know what it's like to come out of a relationship. Like, that's a big deal. The first thing I wanted to do, by the way, when I got out of my last serious relationship was to get laid. Mm. I wanted to... Even if it wasn't because I was like in love with someone, I just wanted to get away from them. There's this weird thing I have where if I love someone enough, I almost need to separate by being like, look, I moved on physically. I see mm. it as moving on. Yeah. Do you have that? Um, a bit, yeah. But I've also, you know, for me, sex has always had the potential to be distinct from the relationship. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you're in a relationship, your chances are you'll be having sex. But I can have sex without the relationship. That's just yeah. always been me, and I'm not sure that's necessarily true for you. It's really Barring not. one or two exceptions. No, it was always... I've never had, like, someone that, like, I loved, like, I didn't devil stalk, that didn't end up being a huge long-term relationship. We might have Except started... Except your waiter. No, 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 no. I didn't say when I stand. I said, like, someone I loved. Um, no, I, you said you'd never had sex with someone that you didn't love. Okay, sorry. Let me correct myself then. I've never had sex with someone that I didn't like, that I didn't love, that didn't turn into a long-term relationship. Mm. So I've had sex with people I haven't loved and have been, like, you know, frivolous affairs. Yeah, but that's heart. what I'm talking about. That's but when I'm like, and I see where you're going, where I'm like, when I'm committed, I'm just using it with the devil's dwarf example. Like, so beware if she's anything like me, which I don't think she is. <laughs> it ended up being like very intense long-term relationships. Regarding like sex without like, there was like, like I said, A30 and B30, yeah. before 30 and after 30. Yeah, I never um, had that distinguishing age mark, I don't think. Like, before 30, I did do some pretty wild things. Like I mentioned to you before we started the podcast, but we don't have time to talk about it. Sorry, guys. You know, I played games, like, like we played the sex files, like my friends and I, and, like, we did some pretty slutty, crazy things. And also, like, I was, like, 
to answer the question that I think you kind of seem to be throwing at me, like I was a super horny teenager and I was a super horny 20 year old. So maybe the other stuff, it's not that I don't get horny anymore. It's that it's all very moderated within me now. Mm. And it means that I'm very critical, which is okay. Whimsical for me is the sex part. It's like it. It is like it's not a. It's not a pious thing with me. It's yeah. like a. No, I, I didn't energy. think that it was. But this is a lot like our general personalities, and like we are in the podcast. You're the critical one. I'm the whimsical yeah. one. I'm all for the fun. Yeah, you're like living for the moment, and I'm living like thirty years into the past and five days into the future because <laughs> that's too scary mm. to go further. Anxiety, yo. I I think that it's not like. It's like if I if I meet someone I'm like it's cool like you're safe like I I wouldn't mind having a fuck buddy like let's get real one minute to go but I've never met anyone that I wanted to just have sex with I want everything from someone maybe that's like the easiest way to mm. describe me it's it's like if I could meet someone that like Devil's Dope was pretending to be and like I could be like where I was like yeah I just want to have sex with you if I'm having sex with someone the second time I really like them so beware so I don't know Russ I think this is going to end disastrously for you if it happens yeah but also Russ is more freer Hmm. than most of us but I I believe we've somewhat answered the question Uh, in your case after 30 you stop making sex mistakes in my case i don't stop making them well i did make terrible mistakes but then it's like a whole other episode where i call it emotional relationship uh where i got led with my dick mistakes (laughs) so it's not like it's like the pure version like it just got more complicated and it got more i think it got more darker like then your stuff like the thing about you and devil's door is it's not a dark topic for you like some of my kind of weird sex compared to my 30s were pretty dark mm. there were decisions being made very clinically on my side it wasn't just like and i love you it was like weird stuff but that's another episode story russ where can people meet us uh, so you can email us criticalwhimsy at gmail.com or on Facebook, just search for Critical Whimsy. Drop us a DM or a wall post. We'd love to hear from you guys. Guys, please rate our show five stars. If you don't like it, <laughs> forget about it. Just ignore it. Stop listening. Don't give us some bullshit bullshit. Uh, you can privately message the whimsical of the show, your complaints, and hmm. he will give them to me, and then I'll put them in the trash. <laughs> rate us five stars. We might have sex with you. Mm-hmm. No, is that going too far? No, no, right. no, Five no, stars, no, 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 no. I like that sex with them, not you necessarily. Well, let's see if I'm dating them. I mean, I, like I said, this is like a long-term show. I might be on the show and like my kids are screaming in the background. I'm like, just edit it out. This is my drinking hour. Ned lets me drink during Critical Whimsy. So, like, you know, he's like, people are listening to this 10 years from now. And they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'd laugh if you're married to a guy named Ned in 10 years time I know I've got to be his Nancy Drew and maybe I will be finding a clue guys until we meet again I'm Kat think critically and I'm Russell be whimsical